Today we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and it's a passage I'm sure you're all very familiar with. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. So uh, a passage which speaks of seasons. Have you noticed that it doesn't once say there is a time for prayer and a time not to pray or there's a time to worship and a time not to worship? Of course not, because worship and prayer should underpin everything in our lives. It should be uh, something that we engage in all the time. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know there is nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. Psalm 46, reading from the Good News Translation. God is our shelter and strength always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not be afraid, even if the earth is shaken and the mountains fall into the ocean depths, even if the seas roar and rage and the hills are shaken by the violence. There is a river that brings joy to the city of God, to the sacred house of the Most High. God is in that city and it will never be destroyed. At early dawn, he will come to its aid. Nations are terrified Kingdoms are shaken, 
God thunders and the earth dissolves. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see what the Lord has done. See what amazing things he has done on earth. He stops wars all over the world. He breaks bows, destroys spears and sets shields on fire. Stop fighting, he says, and know that I am God, supreme among the nations, supreme over the world. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Ecclesiastes tells us that there is a time for everything, a time for war and a time for peace. And as I looked at the lectionary reading for today, the verse that jumped out at me when I was preparing was Psalm 46 verse 9, kind of jumped out at me, where it says, God makes wars cease to the end of the earth. Wow, what a fabulous feeling that he makes wars cease. When you're in the middle of a war or you're observing a war, that is causing pain, death and havoc is a comforting thought to think that God eventually will make sure that all wars cease. He goes on to say that he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. It is a hope for us today and especially for Ukraine because we can often get bogged down in the heaviness of what's on our TVs, especially when we're probably interested to hear what the latest is in Ukraine as we think of the atrocities going on there. And this verse brings me hope. Hope it brings you hope that there will be an ending one day. For God never said there would never be war, never be famine or suffering. In fact, he says the opposite. But here he states that all wars will end at some point. It may not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week, but there is a pattern of life that wars start and they will finish. When we look at our reading in Ecclesiastes, it in addition brings words of reassurance that there is a time for everything, every activity under heaven. There's a pattern of beginnings and endings that weave through life. And if we are rational thinkers, this should help us face the down days. There is a season for everything under heaven. A time for war and a time for peace. A time for love and a time for hate. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to mourn and a time to dance. There is a time of war, but there is also time for peace. We've been through COVID, we've been through trials, there's been a beginning and an ending. And whatever unpleasantness you might be facing right now in your life, just hang on in there because there will be an ending. What you're going through is not permanent. There is an ending just ahead waiting for you. And that ending, ironically, might bring a new beginning. Sometimes one of my granddaughters will fall and grace their knee or fall off a chair and bump themselves. And it's really difficult to console a hurting, crying child. How do you stop the tears? We know that the next day the pain will be gone, but telling a child that it doesn't always work. They feel the pain and tomorrow is another day to them. It doesn't placate them. They want to feel better right now. But for those of us who like to rationalise our ways through unpleasantness, it should help us to be able to see an end in sight, that there is an ending. 
that what we're going through will cease at some point. One of the headlines that I read this morning shares a similar phrase of optimism and hope of an ending. I haven't seen anything like this uh, regarding Russia's invasion of Ukraine until this point, and perhaps you saw it. It's just a headline that said, Ukrainian forces could be back in Crimea by the end of December and the entire war with Russia will be over by the spring. A Ukrainian Deputy Defence Minister predicted this. Hopefully it's correct, but whether or not it's correct, reminding us that there is an end in sight brings hope and optimism. So some endings can bring us hope. They are good and positive experiences. And as we approach Advent in a few weeks time, we remember that Jesus fulfilled the hope of a Messiah. It was a beginning when he came, yet an ending. The beginning of a new era of peace and the ending of a world in waiting. They were waiting for the Messiah. And Jesus ushered in the beginning of an eternal life. But for that to happen, there had to be an ending in the tomb. And all of that brought about a beginning without end when he rose again, for we now can receive eternity with him. So you see, life is full of beginnings and endings, and Ecclesiastes seems to highlight that for me. There were a group of tourists once who visited a crocodile-infested river, and the owner of the land launched a daring proposal. Whoever dares to jump, swim to shore and survive, I will give one million pounds. Nobody dared to move, but suddenly a man jumped into the water and desperately swam towards the shore while he was chased by the crocodiles. With great luck he arrived, taking the admiration of everyone in the place. And then the owner announced, we have a brave winner. After collecting their reward, sorry, after collecting their reward, the couple returned to the hotel. And on arrival, the manager told him, gosh, you are very brave to jump. And then the man said, well, I didn't jump, someone pushed me. And his wife smiled. You see, behind every successful man is a woman who pushes him. You know, for him, he thought that could be the end, but for him, it was the beginning. You know, endings can be terrifying, but actually can bring a new beginning. And maybe we all need a little bit of a nudge sometimes from God to help us to believe in the things that we don't think are possible. Not that I, for one minute, am advocating that you jump into a crocodile-infested river. And I wonder what endings or new beginnings you are facing today. They can bring anxiety, they can bring fear, and it can bring us down. People hoped for a Messiah, they hoped for liberation and conqueror, they hoped for a new beginning. And when Jesus came, it was like a beginning like none other. It was also an ending like none other. The ending of the old and the beginning of the new. And you see, hope of good endings can bring us hope, and not all endings are good. Scripture says, he makes wars to cease through all the earth. You see, everything has an ending. There's a time for every season. The birds migrate seasonally. Squirrels stop their play and sleep through winter, and even the season of David Attenborough's frozen planet can't go on forever. Think about Elisha. He had a great ending, being taken up in a chariot of fire, which for him was the beginning in heaven. Then Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind at his ending, 
And anybody who likes a good film, I'm sure, loves a good ending. There is a time for war and there is a time for peace. We love it when the war ceases and peace is restored. However, for Jesus and all the disciples, the ending was not as pretty, not even as pretty as Elijah's and Elisha's ending. They received a crucifixion and were martyred in some way. Once Winston Churchill was sitting on a platform waiting to speak to a large crowd gathering to hear him. The chairman of the event leaned over and said, isn't it exciting, Mr. Churchill, that all these people came just to hear you speak? And Winston Churchill responded, It is quite flattering, but whenever I feel this way, I always remember that if instead of making a political speech, I was being hanged, the crowd would be twice as big. Humbling, isn't it? The cross drew a world of believers to eternal life, and it involved an ending in the tomb and a beginning. I wonder if you're facing endings at the moment that bring you despair or anxiety. I wonder what endings you've had to face recently. A loss of a job or a career, loss of health, the ending of a good source of income, the ending of some stability, loss of support, loss of a friend, moving house, or maybe even a rugby match that didn't end well. Sometimes there are endings in our churches when we end new ways, end ways that we've always been doing, so to speak, and when it's time to embrace the new. I wonder if this week you've heard Michelle Obama being totally honest about her feelings of the ending that she faced. She was saying how it still hurts that President Donald Trump took on as the President of America after her husband. And having done their very best, having tried their very hardest to make a positive impact on America, they now wonder whether they made any difference at all when Trump took on. Endings can leave us feeling sad and down. But God says there's another season ahead, a better one yet to come. When James and John were called by Jesus to follow him, that marked the ending of their fishing career. When Matthew decided to follow Jesus, that marked the ending of his career as a tax collector. When Moses was called to rescue the Israelites, it marked the ending in his life in a palace in Egypt. Ecclesiastes reminds us that beginnings and endings are part of the pattern of life. Dealing with endings can be really hard and it's hard to come to terms with sometimes. But with a nudge from God, we will find that the ending we feared can turn into the beginning of something glorious. So Ecclesiastes helps us to try and prepare and helps us to come to terms with the fact that life isn't only planting, healing, dancing, laughing, embracing, love and peace. There's a lot of negativity and sadness that goes with it, um, season by season. I'm sure you've heard the words that Joyce Meyer said before that every time you find a new level, you'll find a new devil. So when there's war, weeping, death and tearing down, we sadly have to deal with it and stand firm and not let it hold us back. But remember that there are greater seasons ahead. 
Winston Churchill is probably remembered as the greatest Prime Minister in the history of Britain, but he endured three endings that were very traumatic for him before he became Prime Minister. In August 29, Churchill had managed to bring in approximately $70,000, and that was an unimaginable amount of money for a single month's work. And he invested nearly all of it into the American stock market. He then jotted a note to his wife saying how pleased he was to finally reach a place of financial independence. And then less than 90 days later, the stock market crashed and Churchill lost virtually everything. In 1931, after serving his entire adult life as a central figure in the British government, he was not invited to serve in the cabinet. Another ending, another staggering blow to Churchill. He was rejected from politics, the politics that he loved. And that's while Hitler was building his war machine. Churchill was virtually the only British politician who saw the reality of Hitler's threat and yet he was rejected as a politician. And then thirdly, in New York City, he looked the wrong way while crossing the street and was hit by a taxi and the accident sent him to the hospital, clinging to life by a thread. Three endings or near endings, loss of his earnings, loss of his career, and nearly the loss of his life. But he bounced back and it didn't deter him and by the steel of his will, he led his island nation to stand against Hitler and eventually triumph in World War II. Do not fear endings, rather look for the beginnings in the endings themselves. Endings can bring us hope. Not all endings are positive. Every chocolate bar has a beginning, but it sadly always has an ending. And that comes far too quick in my opinion. And we can prepare for the endings that are likely to happen. If we're cunning like Canidas, we can prepare ahead. Canidas was a skillful architect and he built a watchtower for the King of Egypt. And to do this, he engraved his name upon a stone in the wall in great letters. And afterwards, he covered his name with lime and mortar. And on the outside of the lime and mortar, he wrote the name of the King of Egypt in golden letters. And this was all done by Sinaidas, pretending that it was for the honour and glory of the King of Egypt. But inside, he knew very well that the water would, in time, consume the plaster, and then his name and memory should abide for generations. If we're cunning, we will be prepared. We will stand firm in our faith and look to Jesus to see us through the difficulties. And then he will see the strength beyond the name the other name. Ecclesiastes speaks of beginnings and endings. Beginnings can be filled with optimism and hope, whilst endings can sometimes leave an empty void or a gap, or in the time of war, great joy. Jesus brought a new beginning, and as we approach Advent, we're reminded of the hope that change, unexpected endings and unexpected beginnings can bring. Hope was inspired in the Middle East, hope in our Saviour Jesus, the hope of release from bondage and the hope of a new war-free world, the hope of a kingdom that is one of peace and the hope of a kingdom that is not occupied by foreign territory. Endings can be difficult, but 
as we find in Psalm 46, which refers to the deliverance of the Israelites from the Assyrians in the time of King Hezekiah, we find a chorus that threads through Psalm 46, and it repeats these words. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I wonder if you're facing an ending in your life at present, unwelcome, unwanted, undesired, but you have to face it. Let's remember to give praise to God for he is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. Finally, during the Second World War, in November 1942, as Hitler's Luftwaffe had in faded British skies, Britain was feeling the dread of his shadow. And the country was asking the question, how long can they endure the unrelenting darkness? Well, Prime Minister Winston Churchill needed to answer that question. What could he say to give the people hope and courage? On November the 10th, he addressed an audience at the Lord Mayor's Day luncheon. And slowly in his particular style, he said these immortal words. Now is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. May we not fear endings, but embrace them as part of the seasons of life and find sometimes that endings turn out to be blessings and beginnings in themselves. Amen.
adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>